It's never been easy for warfighters to reacclimate into civilian life when they come home. But today, when they represent such a tiny portion of our population, 1% serve in the military, but only 1 in 100,000 experience combat. Veterans' challenges are greatly compounded by living in a stigmatizing society largely ignorant of the psychological burdens they bring home. The clip you're about to hear is Morning Joe's Willie Geist describing a truly, truly remarkable film and one of my all-time favorites now, Bastards Road. Have a listen. As we look ahead to Memorial Day, we want to highlight an incredible journey of courage and hope. This is Jonathan Hancock, a combat veteran. In 2004, he fought in the Battle of Ramadi with the 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines, known as the Magnificent Bastards. They suffered one of the highest casualty rates in the Iraq War. One in four were wounded or killed. Like so many veterans, Hancock struggled when he returned home from the war, suffering from PTSD. To confront that trauma, he walked nearly 6,000 miles across the country from his home in Maryland to Camp Pendleton in San Diego. He stopped along the way to visit Gold Star families and documented his journey in a new film called Bastard's Road. Bastard's Road is an award-winning documentary directed by Brian Morrison and written by my good friend Mark Stafford. Aaron Kenway is executive producer. Watch it now on demand, available on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Fandango Now. Now on to today's episode. This episode is especially dedicated to George S. Everly Jr. This is the Resilience Podcast 327. I'm Cecil Ledesma recording live from Austin, Texas. So beautiful here. It's Saturday, May 7th. Bad things sometimes happen to people through no fault of their own. And then what? Well, if you ask Yogi Berra, he'll famously say, when you get to the fork in the road, take it. There tend to be three types of reaction to adversity. Some people get stuck, paralyzed psychologically. Others act in desperation, seizing on any opportunity to feel safe. Although their desperate acts can lead to further problems and victimization. And some people manage to grow in the wake of adversity and trauma, building new lives. Which path a person winds up on is not a matter of luck. Whatever hand you've been dealt, you have a responsibility to make a choice. Move on or wait to be rescued. Believing that your past predicts your future can keep you stuck in it. Not even trying for better things ahead. Here's the silver lining. Research reveals that the past is actually a very poor predictor of the future. So where do we begin? I think it starts with belief. It starts with a belief. Finding a way 
to imagine a better life for oneself is the first step in making it happen. Believe you are destined for something better. Without a vision for the future, there can be no desire for it. I'll be the first to admit, having a vision takes courage. We try to protect ourselves against the disappointment of failure. So start with a belief and don't be shy about expressing it. I'm destined for something better. And don't just utter these words under your breath. Shout it out loud, loud enough that the universe hears you. It starts with belief. Now, harness the power of belief by converting it into action. Self-fulfilling prophecy bridges the gap between belief and action. A prediction, whether in thoughts or words, directly or indirectly, causes itself to become true. If you can't realize your vision, you wind up talking yourself out of that desire. How does expectation become action? Well, if you think you will fail at something, you are likely to attempt the task with minimal effort, enthusiasm, tenacity. You are more likely and willing to accept initial rejection or failure. Of course, you are likely to not attempt to be successful at all. That would be the worst case. But if you think you will succeed at something, you are likely to attempt the task with effort, enthusiasm, and tenacity. You are less willing to accept initial rejection or failure, more likely to see setbacks as precursors to the inevitable success. Tenacity helps you reframe setbacks as opportunities to get stronger. Believing is great, but it's not enough. You must also act on your belief. Once you choose to act, act tenaciously. Wilhelm von Humboldt said, language is the formative organ of thought. Thought usually precedes action. Change your language from that of loss to that of growth. Eliminate I cannot and yes, but from your vocabulary. It's a great first start. And remember that the single best predictor of resilience and growth is a connection to others. Recruit help moving forward. Relentlessly seek someone who has your back and will pick you up whenever you fall. Mentors and coaches help people believe in themselves and supply information that can support your transformation. Everyone needs a coach. Coaching and leadership matter. They just do. Great coaches teach us, it teaches us the hardest and most helpful lessons about life. Think back over the course of your life to the coaches who really mattered 
the really good ones took interest in you and they devoted time to get to know you without your even realizing it. They figured out what made you tick. They pushed you. They lectured you. They argued with you. They raised their voices at you. They helped you win and never made it about them. They picked you up after you lost, made a mistake, or used bad judgment and got you back on your feet. They didn't do it for the money, and they didn't count their hours in helping you. We've all asked ourselves why they did it, and we have thought how lucky we were to be in their presence. This is what I want for you. Yes, it's the weekend, but you still have time to make today your masterpiece. Let's get after it. Let's get to work. And that's it from the Resilience Podcast. See you real soon. Hey, I'll see you next time, and thank you so much for tuning in. That about wraps it up. But before you jump off, two quick things, actually uh, three. One, I've always wanted to author the conversation on resilience and mental health because as a very proud Navy father, these topics affect me personally. And as you go about your day, be sensitive and be kind always for everyone you meet is fighting a battle you probably know nothing about. Your life is a gift and it's precious to me. And thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we can have a conversation is amazing. I feel very honored to be in your ears right now and that you spend a portion of your morning, noon, or night with me. And whether this is the first podcast you've listened to or you've been a loyal listener I just want to say thank you. And last, please, I would be honored if you checked out my website at CecilLedesma.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Twitter at CecilLedesma. Peace.